Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Friday, July 16th, 2021. I am Andrew Hansen alongside Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. As we get ready here for our Game 5 preview of the NBA Finals, Coach, you're on the road. You're no longer in Cowboys country. You're up there in Steelers country. Visiting. I am. I, I can prove that I'm in Steelers comp the country here. Look at this. We got the Steelers football here. We're at the big... Uh, we're right here in Pennsylvania, my home stomping grounds for years, and uh, just loving it, man. It's great to see family. I need to get up here more often, and it's a lot cooler, too. So, so A lot of advantages, and fun to add another state to the mix here of places we podcasted. So glad yeah, yeah. to reconnect with you here. And we have had a bit of a break here with the All-Star break in baseball, then the day off yesterday with COVID, but we've got golf running really well at the Open Championship. Oh, I know it. And and now we get to get right back into the groove here for game five. So with you on the road, yes. why don't you take Milwaukee? Start to talk about this game a little bit and, and take the road team. Uh, so far, all four games have been won by the home team, and this is a very pivotal game five. It really is. And, you know, it's – it goes to show you what a difference when they can sell out these arenas and make all the noise and have the home court, real home court advantage. That's right. Because even though they were playing, you know, home games with nobody there was made no difference. So now we're getting a good look at, you know, how how much that can affect things. And probably the, the team that's going to win this series is going to have to pull out a, a road victory. I mean, it's going to be, uh, that simple is more than likely, you know, going to be that way unless, uh, you know, they can make a run in just all seven home teams, which doesn't often happen either. Right. But uh, let's check out our, our partners at betus.com.pa's line for this game five. It's uh, the Phoenix Suns are favored by four at home and it's a 218 over under. So very similar to what we've seen really throughout this the home team getting that four or five, um, you know, point advantage somewhat. And it looks like Vegas has really settled on that 218, 220, right in that uh, neck of the woods for these teams. So that's good to have seen how that's unfolded. Um, and it's been a great series. I mean, we were talking about it beforehand and we felt if Giannis played, I mean, that's exactly what we talked about. If Giannis played, this could be, one of those barn burner seven game series. And lo and behold, there we are. Although we didn't expect him to play at the beginning, he's been fantastic. There's no question about it. So, all right, let's, uh, let's dive in here to the Bucks. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, Giannis himself, actually. Another game, Andrew, where Giannis plays 43 minutes. Um, unreal that he has not shown any ill effects of that knee. Can you believe that? Superhuman. Plus, he's checking out early, you know, after three or four minutes in the first quarter for a breather, and he still gets 43 minutes. Yeah, I, I find it hard to believe. And I don't know, you know, the other thing is he, when he checks out early, he looks so gassed early on. I think it's like just huge adrenaline, nerves, whatever it is. But it doesn't affect him the rest of the way. So whatever is working for them, I'm sure they'll keep doing. But, uh, you know, this last game, the fact that he was able to log those kind of minutes again and 11 for 19 from the field, you know, four for eight from the line, which, 
you know, he's just a little bit better than that, really. But he took those darn two threes again. It's yeah. like he can't he can't get away from it. He has to take a couple, but he missed them both, of course. Uh, but you know, everything else, look at his numbers. And you know, how do you not focus on him? I mean, 14 rebounds, eight assists, three steals, two blocks. You talk about filling in the box score. I mean, he's he's the man. But this is the million dollar question I have for you, Andrew. And I and we talk a lot more often usually, but with being on the road and, and, and visiting family and everything, we really haven't chatted that much. So we'll just chat right through it here on the pod. But Chris Middleton, you know, we've we've talked about him, we've used him a lot. His emergence really as a go-to guy uh in this series is has been the real thing. And when he plays well, they win. Uh, and, you know, I, as awesome as Giannis is, I think that, uh, you know, that, that Middleton could be the key again. And if you if you look at the shots attempted, we they took uh, he took 33 shots, Andrew, 33 and holiday 20. So they have 53 shots between uh, them and Giannis only 19. So the question of just automatically put Giannis in that captain spot. Now you have to wonder. Now, I don't think anybody's going to use Holiday there. He has not shot the ball well in this entire series, including four for 20 again. So they're telling him to be aggressive. He is, but you just you wonder when Coach Bud is going to say, okay, maybe you shouldn't be quite as aggressive. <laughs> yeah, right. Get the ball to Giannis and Middleton. But, you know, so I think Holiday's you know, his people that have played him have been stung by him a lot. So don't you think most people are going to sort of chuck and duck with him and just say, we're going elsewhere? Because he's probably going to be lower owned than he has been in this entire series. Don't yeah, I think? agree. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Giannis and Middleton, that's where I want to start my builds. And I got to give you props because I should have mentioned it at the top of the show. You gave out the winning core on DraftKings, the takedown core. We had some members uh, tie for first in a GPP, uh, so congratulations on that. Thank and you. Giannis and Middleton, of course, were in that group, and I, I do want to go back to them both. Uh, you mentioned the 33 shots for Middleton, and remember in Game Three, they they that was a blowout win. We talked about how he just they didn't need him as much in the fourth quarter, so he didn't have a ceiling game. But then we get this close game in game four down to the wire. They did need him. He got up this 33 shots, had the ceiling game, and he's obviously started to figure out uh, how to deal with Bridges right? just enough. I mean, Bridges is a real tough defender. He's still contesting those shots, but Middleton is finding a way to, to get it done. So I do want to go with both of those guys. And the other strange thing here on FanDuel is that the prices have flipped a little bit with some of these guys. Drew Holiday is now more expensive than Middleton. I, I just don't I don't see why that has happened, but I'd rather pay twelve five for Middleton than thirteen five for Holiday, that's for sure. I you know, I, I'm disappointed, I have to say, in the pricing. And and not I'm gonna pick on any one particular, but if you look at the three that we provide, DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo. Just the inconsistency and sort of the illogical aspect of how they're doing that. That's the perfect example, and we could probably name six or seven more at least that made no sense. I mean, you look at Middleton's numbers throughout this series and really throughout the playoffs, and he just 
smashes Holiday because even when Middleton had a few off games, so did Holiday. So how that price is what it is, I mean, I, I can't imagine. Like I said, I think because of pricing on top of it, uh, Holiday is going to be super low owned. I really do believe. But, you know, that the tough part about this is, you know, we're going to have so many dupes and so much, you know, consistency with people putting Giannis and Middleton in. And, you know, you're going to have the same build. Now, we did really do well, and it was awesome to see some members win with, the you know, the four optimal guys we put in last time. But it really is going to be even another level, I think, Andrew, of making sure that those last couple of guys you put in are pretty much optimal because there's going to be every combination of additional guys in these, in these lineups. So that's what I'm interested for us to go through. And I think is going to be the difference maker because why spend time with the Giannis Middleton thing when, you know, you have to have them. I mean, and I just, let's just say it. I mean, I, I doubt there's an optimal lineup that doesn't have those two guys in it. I really am. Agreed. So let's let's look at the rest of the Bucks then a little bit here, because that's the key. Uh, and you know we've seen minutes trends. You know we know uh, PJ Tucker again. You know classic PJ thirty minutes one shot and he missed it. <laughs> right. So you know he's never going to get a bunch of shots, but usually he'll hit a couple of threes from the corner. But then you've got uh, you know five rebounds, one assist, one steal not going to get it done. But the question is, he is safe with minutes quite a bit. You're not going to see below 30 more than likely, you know, because he gets a foul trouble. He had five fouls this last game. But when he stays out of foul trouble, they want him on the floor. So I'm not completely eliminating him, uh, Andrew, because if he does hit two or three threes like he can, and he still gets some rebounds and the other stuff, uh, he could be, the guy that, that fits in and they really haven't messed with his pricing very much, you know? Yeah. And you know, he's, he's cheap on FanDuel at 7,500. There's nobody in that price range or at that spot who you think is going to get 30 minutes. So right, it's the, the classic trade-off of a, he's a punt play. So it's, you go yeah. with him. I mean, he's been consistent in the sense that he's been, you know, 15, 18 fantasy points have been that range. He's not, He's not a ceiling guy. He's probably not going to yeah. give you 30 fantasy points. But if he makes the rest of the lineup work, then he could be key. There's no question. And that's the risk. And if you play multiple lineups, then you got to have him in one of those combinations or two of them, whatever, because there is he does have the potential of being one of those fill-in guys that gets it done. Uh, one guy that really hasn't gotten it done in this series, it's just it, not a good matchup for him and he's not hitting his shots is, is Brooke Lopez, you know, another subpar game for him uh, from, especially from three point line, which was his specialty. Uh, oh, for five from three, but he was four for four from two. And, you know, we expected a little bit more post play. We, we talked about that at the beginning of the series, but he really hasn't shined in anything else. I mean, you know, he only got 19 minutes, 11 seconds, but one rebound and one steal, that's it, and a turnover. Not hitting the glass, not getting the extended minutes. Uh, he's not going to make consideration really for me. And his price never really plummeted like it should have. 
Yeah, I mean, eleven thousand on Fanduel, I think, is is just too much. Too much. Um, if he hits a, a couple threes, then you know maybe he could approach value. But for me, it's more of a consideration, really, only on DraftKings, where he's six thousand. That's much more reasonable. And you know, with six guys out there, he could be the sixth guy in your lineup. Um, you know, we know he has the potential to get more rebounds, a couple of blocks. So he can pay off his price tag, but it, it it's GPP only because of the minutes and the way that he's been playing. Exactly. And really the game plan for Milwaukee, he's just not in that game plan. You know, they're they're going a different direction. And so I don't expect that to, to change a whole lot. Um, you know, the guys to talk about, we already said Holiday at his price is just crazy play. Even though he's getting a lot of shots up, he's just not playing fantastic basketball as scoring the ball. Uh, the guys we have to talk about, again, you know, I never played Jeff Teague, 10 minutes, whatever, no points. So it all comes down to these two guys, Andrew. It's it's Pat Connaughton and Bobby Portis. And what are they going to do? What spots are they going to fill? You know, I've used Connaughton pretty consistently here, and he's paid off. I mean, you look at this last game, he only got nine shots up, but seven of them were threes. He made three of them. He had nine rebounds. I mean, he's getting minutes, 31 minutes, 40 seconds. He's sort of scooping minutes both from Lopez and Tucker. And, man, he's extremely tempting here. The other guy, are, you know, you and I, <laughs> one of our favorites that we've been talking about, not just in the playoffs, but even before in Bobby Portis, um, you know, but here's the thing. There's no doubt in my mind, even though he was only one for six this last game, but he did have five rebounds and a block and a steal. So he usually is going to get some things done for you. But the problem is I think he just plays way better when he's at home in Milwaukee. I don't think that he's uh, he gets it done in, in Phoenix as well because he plays so so much off that crowd. So Portis is still in consideration for me, but I think Connaughton uh, is the best option at that price uh, to get it done. So I don't know. What do you think on those two guys? Yeah, I agree. I mean, Connaughton a little bit cheaper on both sites, and he's getting more minutes and more shots, so he's safer to me. And he's so scrappy. You know, once again, if he hits a couple of threes, he's probably going to pay off value. And Portis, more of a GPP option. Yeah, I'm with you, man. And that's it for the Bucks. I think. That's the key factor. It's not too complicated. You know, go with the two studs, find the third wheel that you think is going to be, you know, the guy that's one of those two or three you fill in with that make the difference. Uh, you know, it's not like there's been any major changes other than that. I mean, that's really the consistent way to go. And if you're a cash player, then, you know, 100% that way, uh, you can mess around with a little bit in some GPP shots. But really, you know, for cash game reasons, I mean, I think that's just where you have to build around and then maybe get a little contrarian with a guy from Phoenix. But I'll let you hit uh, on that Phoenix side. Absolutely. All right. Before we transition over there, just want to thank everybody for their support on YouTube. Um, if you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, we'd love to have you do that. And then uh, feel free to join us this weekend with a membership. Uh, join us for the rest of the NBA finals here. Grab a week pass 
on our website, dfscoachtalk.com. And then after you sign up, we will invite you into our Discord with an email, and we'll have the NBA lineups for Game 5 about 20 minutes before tip-off on Saturday. But if you listen to this on Friday as we're recording this, uh, jump in tonight and you'll get our baseball lineups and then our weekend PGA lineups for the Open Championship. So any yeah. questions, reach out to us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. Yeah, and if you're watching this on YouTube right now, we always have one ask every podcast, and that's you just take a second, hit the thumbs up. That makes a big difference for us. Subscribe as we're really uh, elevating how fast we're growing on YouTube. And all of those things, the, the thumbs up, the subscribe, those really make a difference. The algorithm at YouTube, it allows us to get our message and our word out there to more people. So we really appreciate that. And then click that alert button up in the corner. You'll want to know when any of our podcasts are poaching, posting here at uh, Coach Talk. And, you know, there's a lot of fun things coming uh, very soon. I will have some, uh, we're, you know, calling them little uh, mini short podcasts for MLB that will start giving some of our top picks for the day. We certainly hopefully have another three games here in the NBA Finals. We have the NBA Olympics, not NBA Olympics, the NBA team, all-stars that are playing in the Olympics. Hopefully they can start playing better. So we'll follow that. And not just the NBA te uh, team from U.S. We follow all of the Olympics and get to know all of these teams very well because there's some tremendous teams uh, all over. And, I, you know, it's going to be competitive. So hopefully everything holds together at the Olympics with COVID and everything going on. And then before you know it, Andrew, we'll be into the NBA Summer League, which we always do great in because we've got all that inside skinny on players and player movements. And, you know, that one the one year, two years ago when they, they had it last, um, Campaign, who's playing a huge role for the Suns, was actually playing on the Mavericks team. And my son and I, Dawson, were there. So we watched Campaign a lot. And he was terrific. And we said, this guy... His needs to latch on somewhere. He's going to be a key component uh, as a point guard off the bench for somebody. Lo and behold, here we are in the finals, and uh, and I'll, I'm sure you'll touch on him when we discuss Phoenix. But it's you know it, it not only becomes a lot of fun playing the summer league for DFS. It's a huge scouting tool because you know when you're rostering these guys, you're digging in, looking at all the numbers and facts, and then that gives you a jump. Once again, when we start into NBA preseason. So all of that's on the horizon, not to even mention the NFL. It's sneaking upon us here. Uh, so we got everything going. We're excited. Definitely subscribe if you can. DFSCoachTalk.com if you want to get involved. Uh, we have all kinds of different uh, memberships. In fact, we will be announcing a couple of new options and uh, membership uh, that we're curtailing a little bit for football and some different things that will really give some of our members that hadn't wanted to take the jump, maybe a, a better option. So all of that's coming forward, Andrew, and, and we couldn't be more excited. And like you said, we really appreciate the growth and everybody making comments and being in there. Uh, that all means a lot to us. It really does. We'll always respond. And uh, did you mention our uh, Twitter yeah, at DFS Coach Talk if you have any questions. And then you can follow the coach at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. And you can find me at Language Olympic. All right. It's okay. Phoenix Suns time. Yes, it is. Funny you should mention campaign. 
as he has found his spot here and uh, a key component of this team that has really gelled and they are a force to be reckoned with reeling a little bit after those two losses on the road but uh, coming back home here as you mentioned they are the four point favorites I think they'll put up uh, a strong showing here and in terms of selecting players since that's what we're here for I uh, I'm looking first and foremost at DeAndre Ayton. I think he's a real solid option here. 17 rebounds, yeah, 39 minutes. He he was only three for nine from the field. He's had a bunch of games here recently where he shot a much more uh, efficient uh, rate. But uh, so I, I think that could improve again. And uh, you just love the minutes and the rebounds, the activity. Did a good did a good job, like we talked about what he needed to do in terms of staying out of foul trouble, and uh, his price has actually gone down even more on yeah. DraftKings. So I really like him uh, to be a, a key component on DraftKings and even a, an option for the captain spot if you want to uh, take a different approach there. Now Crowder was the difference maker. Yes, um, man, did he just step up in Game Four? And 39 minutes. Not only was he 15, 8, and 3, but he had six stocks, coach. That and will get it done every time. <laughs> it did get it done. And, you know, you needed him for the optimal lineup. Um, and he's just he's just so active, so involved, um, does a great job hitting the glass when Aiton's not around. And they just continue to forget about him on the perimeter he got nine threes up hit three of them yeah and uh you know the the defensive focus for milwaukee is obviously centered around paul and booker and um you know they're living and dying with crowder getting those open threes so you know if you can fit him in i'd, I'd like crowder again uh his price has gone up but you know funny that he's ten thousand and brooke lopez still eleven thousand yeah. so Crowder is a guy I'd like to get in the lineup. And then the the X factor for me is, do you go with anybody else out of the Phoenix starting five or have you already spent your money? Now, your man Booker really was great offensively in game four. He was the key, kind of kept Phoenix in it and helped them build that lead while they had it. Right. And, you know, the problem is the other stuff. You know, 42 points, but only one rebound and two assists. We know that he's there to shoot and score. Right. And he did a great job of that. But, you know, he wasn't um, in the optimal lineup because uh, he didn't do as much, for example, as Middleton did uh, other than scoring. And, the, you know, but the the funny thing with Booker is his price is flipped with Drew Holiday, uh, despite that strong game. He's down at 12000 on FanDuel. So he's more attractive to me there than he is on DraftKings, where he's still ten thousand two hundred. Right. Yeah, and I don't then, understand the pricing, man. It really yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah. And then Chris Paul, uh, you know, he he really struggled in both games in Milwaukee. So does he turn it around? I mean, he's looked a little bit tired, you know, like with the jump shots where he's just barely off. Yeah. You know, he just doesn't seem to have his legs and mentally. Those turnovers are just so un-Chris Paul-like. Incredible. You know, 11 turnovers the last two games? 11. Yeah. <clears throat> he didn't really have that surprising. many in a month. I think he's the key to this game because, um, you know, if he, if he has a Chris Paul-like game like he had in game one and game two, 
then I like Phoenix to win. And if, you know, if he cuts the turnovers down, gets back to shooting a high percentage, then, uh, you know, I think, I think Phoenix has a, a great opportunity here to, to win game five and his price has gone down. So um, at least on DraftKings, right. still 14,000 on FanDuel, which is exp- pretty expensive in my mind for, for cash games, maybe GPP. And then Bridges, um, you know, another game where he didn't quite get as many minutes or shots as Crowder. His price has gone down, but uh, he seems to be the guy that is taking a bit of a hit on minutes, you know, in favor of Cam Johnson. So Crowder is going to get the edge for me over Bridges. What do you think about this starting five coach for Phoenix tonight? You know, it's the thing is, I mean, I'm with you. I mean, it's a lot tougher when you're looking at this team, because you can go so many different routes. You know, Paul, like you say, Milwaukee's defense is bothering him. Even in those first two games that Phoenix won in this series, he didn't have the turnovers, but we talked about it on this podcast both times. They were still deflecting the ball. He looked a little bit off as far as, you know, the efficiency that he usually has. And he played better, of course, but just not, you know, the Milwaukee defense has had a big effect on him. And, you know, you may be right. He could be a little tired also. I mean, it's been a long playoff run. He is 36 years old. And, you know, when you start seeing that many uh, turnovers for him, it's so unusual. And usually you you have to count on that. If you're going to spend the money on Paul, you know, maybe he scores 18 points or something, you know, you only had 10 the last game. But then with that, you usually have like nine, 10 assists, zero or one turnover. And all of a sudden, those ancillary numbers put Paul into that optimal lineup. But if he's getting five, six turnovers, you know, and and not shooting the ball great, he's tough to spend the money on. But then you've got that same dilemma in a little bit different way with Booker. You talk about points dependent in this series. It's gotten to be ridiculous. You know, there were times where Booker would pick up a lot of those, you know, guard rebounds when you're looking at transition, and he'd do a lot more on the floor. But it's unacceptable to me that he plays almost 39 minutes. And now, granted, he had 42 points. I get that. But how can you have one rebound, two assists, one block, and four turnovers? So basically, you almost wash out all his – ancillary uh, numbers and it's strictly scoring. And that's the part that has to make you scratch your head a little bit because 17 for 28, 61% from the field last game, including eight for nine from the foul line, that's got to be close to ceiling type as far as percentages. So, you know, unless he's going to add five, six rebounds, you know, not turn it over at all, you know, with the four turnovers that he had, you know, it can, you can justify uh, that price, but I'm with you on the two guys you mentioned, and I think you can make the salary work better. DeAndre Ayton only got nine shots. I think that's a crime. I mean, the fact that they're not pounding it to him when there's not really a good match matchup for him, whether it be Lopez or Portis or whomever's going to guard him, but he needs more than nine shots. That's just stupid. So if he gets, you know, the 15 shots, a lot of them, you know, will be dunks or short short uh, shots or putbacks. 
So those are all terrific. The 17 rebounds, he's obviously the best rebounder in this series, and it's not even close. And then he threw in five assists and three blocks. So I'm I'm all about DeAndre Ayton here. I don't think they can stop him. He's a young guy that gets picked up by the crowd and excited and fired up. I think he's the best play on the whole Phoenix side, to be honest with you. And then Crowder, if he continues to get those kind of minutes, which, you know, it seems like Monty really, really counts on him. I mean, we're talking about the fact that he played more minutes than any other player in that Phoenix game for the Suns. Played 39 minutes and 29 seconds. Nobody else played that much. So if that's not turning to him as the veteran that was in the finals last year, he's the only player, by the way, for either team that has played in the NBA Finals. That gives you a little bit, um, and it was just last year. And then you know he's going to get rebounds, steals, and blocks. So I I think we're on the same page again, Andrew. I think on this side, believe it or not, I want to start with Aiton and Crowder. And then if you have Giannis and Middleton on the other side, that's where these decisions come in. Do you go with one of the Bucks reserves, or do you think Mikhail Bridges can – step up and have a better game? Do you take a, a wild shot on a campaign or Tory Craig? I don't know. I think the safest guy that's priced decently enough, that's playing fantastic basketball, is Cam Johnson. And he's being rewarded. I mean, he was playing four, five, six minutes, you know, 28 minutes and 34 seconds. You know, he outplayed uh, minutes-wise, even Bridges. So, that's the areas I'm leaning, and I think it sounds like you're pretty similar. Yeah, very similar. And you look <clears> at the <throat> Phoenix bench on FanDuel, really only three guys to consider. Cam Johnson, 9,000. Payne, 8,000. Torrey Craig, 7,000. 987. I think there's a good chance that that will be the uh, output in terms of fantasy points. They'll rank the same way that they're priced. Yeah. But, you know, Torrey Craig is in consideration for me because he's only 7,000. And so, you know, the, looking back at the box score, one of the things that surprised me was that he only had 15 minutes. It just seemed like he was out there more. He was so active. Right. Um, you know, he was actually in the pick and roll some offensively. And defensively, he was spending time on Giannis. So he was front and center, giving them big minutes. We know that he can get you some stocks. And he'll take the open three. You know, he doesn't hit it as often as some of these key teammates of his. But – you know, he's a real wild card, uh, so he's he's in consideration just because of his price. But, um, you know, I agree. This is just really starting to solidify in terms of minutes and rotations. Uh, both teams going with the eight-man rotation last game. And so you, you really have to basically just fill out your lineup with starters and maybe one bench guy, you know, depending on what site you're on. Yeah, and, you know, Everybody wants to try to differentiate themselves, be a little contrarian, especially in showdowns where there's so many dupes. But remember this. I mean, it really comes down to the strategy of one or two ways. If you are playing the 50-50s, the double-ups, the head-to-heads, you know, the cash games, then, you know, build your best optimal lineup and don't be afraid because right. if, if other people swap out a guy, you know, that gives you a winner and you, know, you can really pile them up. Now, it's different. If you're trying for the big GPPs, I get it. I mean, you want to take one shot that everybody's sort of given up on, like a Drew Holiday or somebody that you think may have 
a breakout game. And they're all capable of it. And then try to hit that right with a few different combinations. But, you know, as for me, I'm, I'm going to stick with what I think is the most concrete way to go, whether it be chalky or not. You know, that's the bottom line. It's just, you know, you got to put your best guys out there. Uh, it's funny. We, we always post that that uh, GIF on uh, Discord where it's, it's Gene Hackman from Hoosiers saying, my best five are on the floor. Let's go. Right. And so that's that's pretty much how I feel about this whole uh, showdown playoff run right now. Yeah, my team is on the floor. So we're going <laughs> to keep uh, working with it here today and tomorrow. Get ready for that tip Saturday night, 9 o'clock Eastern. Can't wait for it. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Jump in with us at DFSCoachTalk.com if you want to grab those lineups this weekend. We'd love to have you. All right, yeah. Coach. Great to connect with you. Uh, it is great. great. This is the only one from PA, so that's right. I'll be back in Texas for the next pod. But uh, really loving family here, and uh, you know, my final word I just want to say today is uh, for anybody that's out there and listening and enjoying it, you know, enjoy family. Time goes so fast. You know, I've been relocated in Dallas for years, but I'll tell you, it warms your heart when you get around family. So I don't know how many of you are close to family or have to travel to get there, but. With the COVID restriction re reducing, let me tell you, I mean, it just breathes life back into you with, with family. There's nothing like it. So I've enjoyed mine, and I hope all of you really enjoy yours. So I appreciate you listening in and uh, joining the, the PA part of this broadcast. <laughs> Amen to that. So on behalf of the DFS Coach Talk family and the coach, I am Andrew Hansen. Uh, thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.